This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast after the Saturday divisional round and that uh, fud you hear. Uh, is the Giants uh, bandwagon uh, completely crashing into the wall in a uh, devastating way. Um, we're on the Bet Rivers Network, as always, and for all your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in Connecticut, so whatever you need, just go to their uh, app, uh, and you'll find everything you need for all your needs there and the program, of course, always on the Bet Rivers Network and wherever you can find your podcast. All right. You know, the playoffs are like that, especially when you come out of nowhere like the Giants. Uh, you can have great glory one week and the next week take it on the chin. Uh, it happens a lot during the NCAA tournament where you can, you know, advance with a huge upset and the next week, you know, four days later, get beat by 40. Um, you know when you play these games on the road, and we talked about it when we did the preview on this the game the other night with Steve Serby. I said the, the critical thing is you have to answer early in the game. You have to answer that first move by the favorite when you're on the road and get the game stabilized. If you don't, the game can get away from you. And here was a classic example of that, where the Eagles came out, you wondered whether they were going to be sharp, you wondered whether they were healthy in key spots, especially the quarterback, Lane Johnson, uh, a couple other guys that they've had banged up. They had turned it off. Could they turn it right back on? The one seeds have not been good at turning it on in the last couple of years. You saw a close first game because that team answered early and stayed within shouting different distance, and also Mahomes got hurt. But um, the Giants, off that first score, looked like they were going to answer. They had a short third and three, and they got sacked. He decided to go fourth and eight, give up field position, and try and answer the score there. They get sacked again. Well, they called it an incomplete pass, but he really got pressured badly. Now the Eagles have the ball in great field position again. Next thing you know, it's 14 nothing, And now the margin of error is so small where you must get that game stabilized like Miami did last week against the Bills when they got down 17 nothing. Get that game stabilized before you go to the intermission. If you don't get it stabilized before you go to the intermission, you're not going to get anything done. The Giants didn't. They got a, I thought, shaky penalty. 
I thought he got pushed into him, and I also thought that he went for the ball. I did not think that was a a, a penalty. They would have held him to a field goal there. They didn't. Now it's twenty eight nothing, and for all intents and pure, uh, all intents and purposes, the game's over. You know, the other day when I uh, previewed the game, I said this is going to be a game where the Giants are going to have to play by far their best game defensively, and they are going to have to answer some key questions. One, could their tackles hold up against the pass rush? Two, could they cover down the field and slow down a running game that just demoralized them in week 14? Forget what happened in the last week of the season. That was a banged-up team. That was a team that wasn't at full bore. Look at the Week 14 game when they were up 48-14. And what happened was they were even more impressive today. They were more impressive defensively today because they shut down every part of the Giant offense. They shut down Jones' running ability. They shut down the passing game. They shut down everything. I mean, the Giants couldn't move the ball. They were beat up. They were manhandled. They were completely manhandled. And let's be honest. Let's call it like it is. The Giants quit on defense in this game. They had a million missed tackles. They got completely demoralized. When you were to a point late in the first half and your defensive linemen are catching, they are not moving forward. They are not hitting people. They are not attacking people. They are catching offensive personnel. That is a sign that you have just stopped playing. The Giants stopped playing. They were getting beat. They were missing tackles. They were getting pushed 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. They're very, you know, you know, highly thought of tackles were getting pushed around, turned around, getting, uh, you know, moved wherever they needed to be moved to. They had gaping holes everywhere. They could run at will. Five, 10, 15 yards, third down, get a first down, third down, get a first down, third down, get a first down. You know, the numbers at halftime were staggering, 28 nothing, 18-3, you know, 141-20 to 20 in the rushing game. I mean, it was, you know, 5-1, to one, almost 6-1, to 5-1 to one in total yardage. I mean, it was a complete whipping. That's what it was. It was as bad a beating as you could possibly take. It was everything you thought or hoped against going wrong. The Eagles wanted to show the Giants that they could jumpstart their season again. They did. They don't like the Giants, which they made very clear in this game today, and they just beat the heck out of the Giants. Now, did the Giants have an amazing season? Yes. Did the Giants have a great turnaround season? Yes. Did they accomplish a lot by beating a shaky Minnesota team in week one? Yes. Does this loss take away from what they accomplished? Absolutely does. It leaves a terrible taste in your mouth. Look at Jacksonville as the perfect example. The Giants in Jacksonville basically came to the playoffs from the same place. No one expected either one of them to get there. All right, Jacksonville has a Super Bowl winning coach. Jacksonville also has a quarterback who has been destined for greatness since he was in high school. We know that. They are stronger at those two positions. We understand that. But Jacksonville did not play well against Tennessee, but they survived the game. 
they then had a nightmarish first half and had an incredible comeback in the second one. And then today when they went to Kansas City, they didn't play a perfect game. Kirk dropped the ball. That could have been a huge gain early in the game. Agnew, when they could, when they were going to get have a first down at the five-yard line and would have been right back in the game with time remaining, fumbled the ball. Off that, and at this point, let's be honest, they weren't going to win the game because once you knew, even before Lawrence threw the interception, once you knew that they were going to have to onside kick because they're down 10 points, you're not coming back because you're not getting an onside kick in this league. The odds on getting an onside kick are less than 5%. Since the rule change, you can't get onside kick. So the bottom line is it's a freak to get an onside kick. So once that happens, and they were in that position because even at that point, they were going to have to onside kick because they didn't have any timeouts left. Once Agnew fumbled that ball, they didn't have a conventional chance to win the game. And remember, there were two huge plays that involved him. The fumble at the five-yard line, and he was a big factor in the game, and also the kicker tackling him when he was going to score. That was a huge play in the game, too. So they played, though, and come away. Yes, they beat Mahomes up, and he wound up going out of the game, and the backup quarterback went on a 98-yard drive, and Mahomes was limited in the game. Fine, he still had a couple of touchdown passes. He still led the team in the second half, but... They played a team that's now going to its fifth straight conference championship and is a team that's built almost a dynasty. And they played well. And they go with their heads held high. And they'll build on that for the for next year. And that last game will give them even more to build on. The Giants won't have that. The Giants go away with a terrible taste in their mouth knowing that the Eagles just kicked the heck out of them Twice in three games, even in the game where the Eagle game got a little tight with the backups playing, the Eagles led that game 19-0. The Eagles outscored the Giants in three games in seven weeks, 61-7 in the first half. The Eagles are in a different league than the Giants. We know they had more talent. The question was how beat up the Eagles were. And also that the Giants were carrying momentum and some swagger and some confidence into that game. And they needed to show that by answering early. They needed to score at 7 nothing and tie that game up. They didn't. At 14 nothing, it was imperative that they did. And what happens? He throws a pick, and now they're back in, you know, operating. And Eagles ran 20 of their first 24 plays in giant territory. And they are a dynamic offense. And let's be honest, they're better than the Giants almost everywhere. They are better than the Giants. Their quarterback is a Hall of Fame. I mean, he's an um, MVP candidate. The Giants isn't. They had 70 sacks this year. They had four guys with over 10 sacks. If you go through the lineup, the Giants are going to win like two spots out of 22 against the Eagles. The Eagles are loaded with talent. I mean, they clearly can win it all. I mean, I can't wait. Now, Dallas has a chance tomorrow. 
I think San Francisco is going to win. I thought the Eagles were going to win, but let me say this. I picked the game wrong because I thought the Giants were going to be in that game in the last five minutes. I thought they would lose. I picked Kansas City by a touchdown. They picked the Eagles by three. I thought the Giants would cover. So I was wrong about the game. I admit it. Okay, I thought it was going to be close. And I thought it was going to be high scoring. I thought it was going to be 27-24, 30-27. I thought the Eagles would do what they did, but I thought the Giants would move the ball really well on the Eagles, and they didn't. They couldn't handle them at all. They had no swagger. They had no life. They had no offense. And I never thought their defense would be as bad as it was because their defense, which had sown signs and had really lifted its game, especially in the front four defensively, what you saw today, them being just absolutely demoralized at the line of scrimmage. The Eagle offensive line, which we thought was banged up, dominated, absolutely dominated the game. Their offensive line dominated the game. Their defensive line dominated the game. Their quarterback dominated the game. They were as good as advertised, as good as they looked on their way to that brilliant record this year. That's how good they looked tonight. They really could. I mean, the second half was a ho-hum, you know, bore. That game was 28 nothing at the half. And it was every bit of 28 nothing. So, in my mind, does this take away a little bit from what they accomplished? Yes. Does this take away how Daniel Jones enters the postseason and in the offseason? A little bit. I mean, listen, he went in off last week. If he had lost that game last week in overtime, you know, 39, you know, by three. If he had lost that game in overtime by three points, you would have said, wow, what a game Jones had. He really just, and he did. But he was playing an inferior defense last week. This week against a superior defense, he he looked rattled. He looked shaky, but he had no chance to throw the ball. He had no chance to to even run the ball. He didn't have any swagger because he was running for his life and playing for his life on every down. The Giants proved to you a good thing here this evening. And that is that they have a long way to go personnel-wise before they are going to be a serious contender. That step is a dynamic step. And they are, you know, I thought the Giants' matchup against the Niners would have been disastrous. I thought the Eagles showed some real vulnerabilities, and I didn't like the way they took their foot off the pedal. But they proved they could put it right back on. So they showed us wrong. Because they put it right back on the pedal and they deserve to be in that title game. They've earned that right. And whoever they play, it's going to be one heck of a game. Because the three teams left have a lot of talent. The three teams left have serious talent. As a matter of fact, all the teams left in the playoffs are the, are the most talented teams in the league. You have the Bengals and the Bills. And one of them is going to play the Chiefs. And that's the top of the AFC. And you have the Cowboys and the Niners, and the winner is going to play the Eagles, and that's the top of the of the NFC. So, I think 
the six most talented teams are, all, are still playing. The two one seeds won today, and and the teams left tomorrow are the most talented teams left in the conferences. The only question you have in the Niner-Cowboy game is that Dak has been up and down, and the Niners are playing with a quarterback who has no experience, and that's something that doesn't usually happen this late in the playoffs or later in the playoffs. You don't usually have guys who have a handful of games in their life under their belt when they, when they are playing for championships or playing for conference titles, which you could have next week, which is why a lot of people will pick the Eagles because even if Purdy wins tomorrow, a lot of people will pick the Eagles because they'll be home and because they'll have a more dynamic and more experienced quarterback. But the, but the Niners, who I think will win tomorrow, will have a heck of a lot. A heck of a lot of talent on that field. And that's, that's a, I mean, that's a, I mean, we should have two classic games next week. Whether it's Buffalo and Kansas City on a neutral field, and whether it's, or whether it's the Bengals in Kansas City, that's a great game. And whether it's Dallas and they upset the Niners, or the Niners, uh, whichever one is heading to Philadelphia, that's a classic game, too. I mean, we've got great, great conference finals. And there is no bad Super Bowl among the group. First, you got the three quarterbacks. What you could have is you could have a lesser, and you are going to have a lesser NFC quarterback against a bigger-name AFC quarterback because in the AFC you have three quarterbacks considered to be at the top of the sport right now with Burroughs and Allen and, of course, Mahomes. And it sounds like Mahomes, who will be in a boot for the game and in the boot all week, will be healthy. Uh, they feel will be healthy enough to play the game. He might not be 100% running, but he's, he's going to be solid enough to plant and play and throw on that leg next week. But back to the football giants. I know it's a, it was a tough night. I know it's a tough night to finish on. You would have felt a lot better putting your head on the pillow if the Giants had, you know, led the game for three quarters and lost 20, you know, 7-24. You would have felt a lot better about where they're headed and you would have, you know, thought, wow, what a valiant effort. You come away today feeling, boy, I didn't get anything out of this game. It was embarrassing from the start. Sometimes in the postseason, you get games like this. Sometimes when you're a really good team. I mean, remember when Duke got beat by UNLV? I was there for the game. I mean, when they got beat by UNLV, that great UNLV team, I mean, they got embarrassed as badly as I ever saw a team get embarrassed in a big game. And they came back the next year and beat that team. And took that championship away from that team in the semifinals. And then went on to a championship that next Monday night against against Kansas. But you can sometimes take a really, 
you know, lopsided beating in, in the postseason. I mean, you know, we saw John Elway take a bunch of them before he finally went and won. So it can happen. You can get there with a weak team and really take a beating. The Giants historically have been a very live underdog in the postseason in modern history. Even if they've lost, they've been a very live dog for the most part. Not every game, but a lot of games. This was different. This was a whipping. This is one where you, 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 know, you sat there, and the guy who's not a Giant fan who's been listening to you for weeks turned to you and said, you know what? You just saw why your team doesn't belong. And you got to take that with a, with a fair amount of truth. The Giants accomplished a lot and changed the culture this year. And now they have to prove that they can build on it because what you learn tonight is that they have a long way still to go before they get to the top of the sport because the top of the sport was able to just put an absolute whipping on them and, you know, do it twice in seven weeks and in the other game, they really weren't playing full ball. Otherwise, it was 19 nothing at one point, even that game. So the Eagles and the Giants, there's a wide gap. And the Giants have to close that gap under this coach and this general manager as they move forward. In weeks to come, the game will start to lessen and what was accomplished this year will move to the front, but this will linger and this will be that cold of, you know, that cold splash of reality. And it was more than a cold splash. It was like two hours of getting, you know, ice water thrown in your face where you just got embarrassed for two straight hours. It was that kind of night. And when you reach high, Sometimes you get those kind of nights. Sometimes good teams get those kind of nights. I mean, you, you know, well, I've seen teams in the AFC or NFC title games take some... Look at the Raiders against the Bills, 51-3. I mean, it happens. It happens. Everything can go right for one team. And tonight, the Giants couldn't do anything right. They couldn't get a – even when they got a first down, they bobbled the ball on the way back and he got hit and he winds up on the wrong side of the line. I mean, everything went wrong on that way to 28 nothing, Everything went wrong and everything for them went right. So you live with it and you move on. We'll be with you tomorrow after the – Two games are played, and when we have the final four in place, like I said, there's not a bad matchup. Not a bad matchup left, and really not a bad team left. You got two good teams next week. I mean, the Bengals made a big deal about, and that line kept, you know, the giant line kept climbing all week, and it got up to eight. And it's funny, right before the game, yeah, it hurts. They said, tell him that he didn't feel like he was anywhere near 100%. But he went out there and you didn't notice that on the field. At least I didn't. They played 
like a championship team tonight. They played like a one seed. And the Giants were overmatched from the national anthem. They were going to have to lift their game, and they didn't have that in them tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.